Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And now let me welcome on to the Mountain West Insider Podcast, Darius Brown, who we thought was going to be the hero of the night last night in the Mountain West. Darius, I don't know if anybody can say that they've hit a shot at the buzzer to force overtime and then hit a shot with 30 seconds left from three to win the game in the same game. How are you feeling this morning, man? You got to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm ready to get back home, man. Ready to get back to Logan. <laughs> so... um you guys on the road at Fresno State, obviously, last night. Take me through that that play at the end of regulation. Take me through the shot. Take me through what you saw. And uh, tell me if you called bank on that or not. So I thought they were going to foul. You know, they, they made the free throw. I know we didn't have any timeouts left, so obviously I was just going to blitz the ball up the floor no matter what. But I thought that they were going to foul me. Then I heard their big call out the screen, that great set. So I thought that, okay, maybe the big is going to come up and foul me. So that's why I kind of stopped deeper than I needed to because I thought he was going to foul me. So I was trying to catch him fouling me in the shooting motion, but he just contested. So that's why. I, and then I ended up pump faking because I was I thought he was going to jump a little bit more into me. Then just got got a clean look off. So did you call bank? Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, and then in the the game winner, just kind of walk me through what you saw there at the end of overtime. Yeah, um, yeah, I was trying. We were trying to feed Great. Great was uh, fighting for position inside, and credit to Fresno State because they were fighting with Great all night, trying to front and helping off heavy from the corners, and, and you know, trying to make it hard on us, getting it into Great. And um, even the guy that was guarding me on the ball seemed like he was kind of backing up to kind of make the entry pass a little bit harder to get it to Great. So, and then I just backed up, feel like I had enough space. The shot clock was at like eight seconds, felt like I was the best option to take the shot at then. I didn't really want a three. We wanted to go inside, but mm -hmm. I, I felt like I had a good look and it was open enough, so I just took it. What does it say about the Mountain West that you're on the road, and, and let's just call it what it is, Fresno State's one of the teams at the bottom of the league, you're one of the teams at the top of the league, go on the road and you're in this dogfight where you got to hit a couple threes in the final seconds of regulation, final seconds of overtime to be able to win that game. It's just, this is the mountain West, right? This is how difficult it is. Every it's like every night, every game, there's just something going on. And it, it, it's so, it's fun to watch, you know, it's, it's scary when you're in it, but when you're watching the other teams around the league, it's, 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 it's so crazy that any team could get anybody on any given night. And, 
home court advantage is huge. It's huge. And, and we, we talked about it all week and it was more like we, we knew that we had to be ready for this game and that, that is going to be hard on the road and it's, it's going to be different than, than the other environments in the mountain West, but it, like a different, that's hard to play in. And it just, we just, we just fell apart a little bit towards the, towards the middle end of second half where gave up the lead, but credit to the team for still, for staying together, no one barking at each other, just fighting, staying together and making sure we came out with the wins. So. Are you, are you surprised at all? at the success you guys have had this season. I think most people around the country are saying you got a new coach coming in. You got a team that's not returning any scoring at all from last season's roster. Um, I know things can flip quick in, in the portal era, but I don't know if anybody expected you guys to be up here contending for and in, in first place uh, in the Mountain West, a league as good as that conference is. Did you did you see this coming in the offseason? No, not in the offseason, no. I it, it was a long summer, just back to basics, just everybody getting on. You know, me and Great were the only ones that, you know, are familiar with Coach Sprinkle and how he likes things done. So it was a long summer of just learning, learning, relearning, and, and a lot of coaching from me and Great also, just trying to help the guys and, and just being being coach's advocate and stuff like that. But I think towards the, you know, towards the middle, middle of the year when, you know, we started clicking and stuff and, you know, we – that's when I say well, it's not really a surprise anymore to us where we, we know we belong. And I think maybe, you know, beginning of the year, it was like, you know, we're winning games and we're like, that's good. That's good. But we know how this Mountain West is. And then as the season went on, we're just like, no, we know, we know we belong. And now it's, if something doesn't go our way, we know it's, it's our fault. And it's not, it's not that, um, it's not that we're not good enough. It's that we actually messed up. So I think, I think it's, I think it's been a fun ride and it's that, and that I am really proud of this team and that no one could have expected this. So when when you followed Coach Sprinkle from Montana State to Utah State, um, what is it like what is it about the way that he can kind of build a roster, the way that he could build an offense, the way that he kind of developed like why has he been able to have this success with so many new faces in a new place? Before history is written. It's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Something about Coach Sprinkle, he knows how to get his guys to play. He knows how to get his guys to play, and it's... And he, he creates an urgency about every team that, that, that he coaches, an urgency to to win. Like that whether you're at the top and you're the hunted or or you're the hunting, like he, he just knows how to get you, get guys to play and how to inspire guys and create that urgency. And urgency is really important on a team to to know that you're playing for something and what you're playing for and that is bigger than you and not just what you got going on. It's the whole team. It's the alumni. It's the whole school. It's everything. And Sprinkle does a great job of reminding us of that. And just, he knows how to get guys to play. Take me through the process of deciding to follow him to Utah state. Was that kind of a given once you knew he was going there? Was it something where um, you kind of looked around elsewhere? Just to how, how did that decision making process go for you? There, I mean, there was a lot of things. It was, you know, considered staying at Montana state just because, I loved it up there. It was great. You know, mm -hmm. Rosen Montana was a great spot. 
and uh, considered going other places just to see, just, just to, you know, look around. And then, but also I played for three, three head coaches. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't think I wanted to go, go, go with a fourth. I looked around and, you know, th- you know, thought about some things, but at the end of the day for my last year, just wanted to be where, even though it was going to be a new team, have some familiarity somewhere, whether it was with the coaches or players and got, you know, got to bring great, got to get great too. So great. And the whole staff, you know, so it was just more of having that comfort for my last year. Of I don't have to deal with a whole new system and I'm dealing with, with, with a coaching staff that knows me and, and, de- and I don't have to go to a new place where coaches, you know, they look at film and stuff, but sometimes it's, you know, film isn't as, is, isn't what you think or isn't what you see in person. So just nice that I didn't have to deal with that. And that was, that was one of the biggest things. Who made the decision first? You were great. I made the decision first. So he just follows you. Is that what it was? I mean, me and Gray were kind of on the same timeline a little bit. I think, I think I, I I did it officially first, but you know, me and Gray were together the whole you know whole time. Hey, hey Darius, take credit for it, man. That's in, that's your first assist of the season. Yeah, right? yeah, you know what? Yeah, it was me. Gray followed me. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, all right, let me let me end it with this, man. You guys are um are right there in the mix for the uh, the Mountain West regular season title, right? It's basically in your control whether or not you win it. What has to happen these last two weeks? What 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 has to go right? What do you have to improve on? How do you guys go out and actually put yourself in the spot where you are cutting down the nets at some point this season? At this, you know, at this time in February and March, it's not necessarily about the team. Like you know, teams know each other. It's not, it's about it's about players and and I think that urgency. Like you can't take a night off. You know, you can't. You have to. I think it's it, your team just has to be at a different different level of focus, and that that slip you can't have slip ups. Like it's it's too late in the year for my bads. Something my coach always says, like it's too late for my bads. There's there's no more of that. Can uh, it's my fault. You can't do that. It's too late. And I think that these next two weeks is just more taking everything one game at a time, not thinking ahead. You can't think ahead. You start thinking about the next game and the next game after that. It's when you slip up on the game that you have next. So I think taking it one game at a time is the biggest thing and we have three games left of conference i believe so just one game at a time and that, that's probably the, the best way to think about it yeah you you sound like a a six-year senior that is uh helping recruit some of your uh former teammates to uh you sound like <laughs> an assistant coach and you say that man little coach speak there all right i lied i got one more question for you was this the first buzzer beater that you've hit in your life College, I, I, I believe it might. I think college. I've hit, a, I've hit a couple, um, like daggers or a couple game winners with like twenty seconds and stuff like that. But buzzer beater, or at least to send it in overtime. Yeah, I, I think this is the first one in college. In high school, I had a few, but. So I feel like your reaction was a little bit like, yeah, I've, I've done this ten times in my life. Like if that was me, I'd be sprinting around the court I mean, trying to take my jersey off. I mean, I was just like. I was just so happy to get it to overtime. When we got to over, I just you know felt a little bit like, and it just like when we got it to overtime, there was just a whole energy around the team. Like okay, like we're back to zero zero, go win five minutes. Simple as that. And it was, you know, that that's all it was. You know, when stuff like that happens, you don't really think about what you're doing. You just you just do it, and then after you look and you're like, oh, man, I could have did something else or something. Well, I mean, it it was relief, right? It was like, oh man, we didn't. We didn't lose this one yet. All right, we can still go yeah. with. We can still bail ourselves out. 
was a sense of relief, yes. Yeah, there you go. Life in the Mountain West right there. You hit a buzzer beater, and it's nothing but a sense of relief. Darius Brown, appreciate you being here, man. Hell of a performance last night. Uh, we'll be following you. Best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. Now let me welcome on to the Mountain West Insider Podcast, none other than Jared Lucas, who had the shot of the Mountain West season, maybe the shot of the college basketball season to date, a, uh, a half-court Banked in three at the buzzer as Nevada went into Moby Arena and knocked off Colorado State last night, 77 to 74. Jared, let me start you off with this, man. Did you call bank? No, I did. I didn't. <laughs> Look, take me through what happened in those last minutes. Take me through what happened on that possession. Take me through what you saw. Take me through the moment the the, the shot went in. Um, just everything about that. It was it was so much fun to watch uh here on the East Coast at about 1:30 in the morning. Well, you know, it's, it was kind of crazy because a couple of days ago, I remembered um, telling my girlfriend that, you know, man, I my last buzzer beat, this was two days ago, uh, we were out eating lunch. I told my girlfriend, I go, man, I haven't had a, a buzzer beater here at Nevada. I have one at Oregon State my freshman year. I, I haven't had one. And what do you know, two days later, um, you know, hit the shot that I hit. But, um, you know, I was a little surprised, Colorado State, you know, obviously when somebody catches the ball and obviously, you know, there's half-court shot, two seconds left, you got two dribbles. Um, they kind of backed up. Nobody really stopped me. Um, I was able to take two dribbles and, and honestly, tough look, obviously a runner. Um, but it's the same shot I'd hit in high school. I had posted something on Twitter the other day. Um, very, very similar play. Um, two dribbles, same shot and hit it. So apparently all you do is hit buzzer beaters. Is that what I'm hearing? I've missed my, I've missed a few too. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, my favorite part about it is that you are a, what, like 91% free throw shooter, 90% free throw shooter. And, and in the last, now. yeah, in the last 18 seconds, would you, you missed, uh, was it three out of four that you missed yeah. the line? So you tried to get that thing back first. Yeah. I mean, I, I was honestly, I, it was hard for me to believe like usually at the end of the game, you know, you're missing short and I had missed long. Um, the first, well, I went one for two and then the next time I missed long again. So I told myself when I got up there, I said, all right, if I'm going to miss, I'm missing short, I'm going to short arm it. And I got the same miss. And I, I just, I looked up and I smiled. I go, something's got to be going on. There's no <laughs> way. I put way too much work in after every workout. I make 25 made free throws in a row. I've done that every day, um, this whole year or not every day, every time I work out. Um, and I, was, I, I didn't know what happened. So obviously, you know, maybe God knew something that I did. So it was awesome. You know what I think it was? And, and tell me if you think this theory is right or wrong. I think that you knew that you wanted that buzzer beater and you just set it up so you would have a chance to hit that buzzer beater. Is that, oh, man. Am I on to something here? I mean, you know what? That would be a great um, a plan. But, you know, obviously it worked out. But, yeah, it was a little definitely a little nerve-wracking, um, you know, especially for my family. My dad is a, uh, you know, big-time basketball guy too, high school basketball coach, and I know he was screaming at the TV when I missed those. So. <laughs> free throws are three, Jared. Free throws yeah. are free. You got to hit them. Exactly. <laughs> um, what does it mean for you guys to be able to go on the road to a place like Colorado State um, against a team as good as Colorado State is and and win when you don't have Keenan there, when when he's kind of banged up? I think it's an ankle, right? I think he was, had a walking boot on. What's it mean to be able to get that win without him? It goes to show our depth. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, Hunter McIntosh has been a little bit overlooked, um, especially on our team. Uh, we're old. We got a bunch of veterans. And, you know, Hunt is kind of, you know, didn't really get the role. And obviously, our, you know, a bigger role than last night. He got a tremendous opportunity. Uh, he made the most of it. But Hunter's a guy that uh, was a freshman of the year um, in his conference at Elon. 
so he's done a tremendous job throughout his whole career. He had an opportunity and he stepped up. But it goes all across the board. Trey Coleman, Daniel Foster, KJ Himes, Nick Davidson um, all did their part as well. Yeah, what does it say about the Mountain West? And I, I've talked about this before, but um, the top of this league is just so good and so competitive. And it feels like on any given night, in any given building, anybody in that top seven, and frankly, the, the entire league can beat anybody else. Um, yeah, what is it like playing in this league this season? Well, it's extremely hard. Um, and it's for somebody that's I've played in the Pac-12 before. And, you know, I've played against you know, pretty much every West Coast team. The Mountain West, day in and day out, especially when you play on the road, it isn't easy, um, especially going to Moby Arena, um, a team that was hungry for a win. I think they lost or dropped three of their last four. Um, we knew that they wanted to win, and to be able to go in there and, and win the way that we did was awesome. And then win on the road, too, was really good. But when you look at the whole conference, I mean, top to bottom, uh, it's amazing. And then you look at a guy like Jaden Ledee, I always go back to him. Jaden Ledee's, you know, obviously a tremendous player probably All-American in my eyes. Um, you know, you have guys like that, Tyson Dagenhart, plenty, plenty of players throughout the conference, Isaiah Stevens. Um, so there's great players, great teams, great coaches. It feels like when we talk about the Mountain West and we talk about the best players in the league, um, especially in the backcourt spot, Isaiah Stevens and Donovan Dent are the first two that that always come to mind. Do you do you hear that at all? Does that bother you at all? Is that something where when you play those two guys, you're, you're out to, to try to prove something there? Uh, you know, I always feel like I've been overlooked my whole career. Um, you know, I've kind of kind of had to go the back way, I guess I'd say. Um, you know, but I think oftentimes you get overlooked. You know, I had a really good career at Oregon State uh, and here in Nevada. You know, I'm doing some great things as well. Obviously, my teammates do a good job setting me up as well as our coaching staff. But, um, yeah, I do feel like I'm overlooked. Um, and I feel like, uh, you know, I just got to keep on doing my thing and everything will work itself out. But, yeah, I do. Earlier this season, there there was a point where um, you guys were, I think, were fifteen and one, and then you lost three in a row, and you lost four out of five. And I I do believe that there was, at least from the outside, I was like, well, maybe you know, maybe it wasn't Nevada wasn't as good as we thought they were. Maybe there were some question marks. Um, then you've won seven out of eight since then. You're now a game out of first place in the Mountain West regular season title race. Uh, you get one of those teams, Boise State, here next week coming up. So you got a chance to be able to go out and, and win this league after, I think, it, what were you, uh, three and four at one point. So what what changed? How did you guys get past that that stretch where you lost three in a row and four out of five? I was after New Mexico uh, in the pit. We lost by 34. Um, that was if that's not eye opening. I wasn't gonna bring it up. I I wasn't gonna go into specifics. Seems like <laughs> well, you were this a little bit. Yeah, you know, losing by thirty four, uh, and being the team that we are, and the players and coaching staff, you know, that was unacceptable. Um, it was a wake up call for us. Uh, you know, and from here on out, I know us as a team and me as a leader. Um, our word's been connected. Uh, as as the team, especially when we go play on the road, being connected, and ever since that game, things have changed. Um, whether that's our effort. Um, I feel like we've done a lot better, but it was a wake-up call, honestly. Uh, it was a really ugly game for us. Kind of uh, disappointing, too, sitting on the bench, seeing them celebrating and going crazy in the pit. When you say it's a wake-up call, is it like refocusing in practice? Is it refocusing in games? Is it Was there a sense that, um, I don't want to say like you, your head's got a little bit too big, but did you re- like it's almost like reading the press clipping, seeing the tweets, seeing the record. Was it just kind of recentering yourself? Like how do you How do you go about doing that? Well, I just think, you know, I mentioned before, we're a veteran team. There's no way a veteran team should lose by 30. 
uh, especially with the talent that we have and the coaches that we have. There's no way we should lose by 30. So he knew that wasn't us. Um, and I don't think it was necessarily just, hey, in practice, we're going to focus a little more or we're going to do this, do that. Uh, I just think it was a concentrated effort to go out there and do our thing. Um, there wasn't one particular thing I could say changed it. Yeah, I think it also is worth pointing out that the the stretch that you lost, those uh, four out of five, Boise State at San Diego State at Wyoming at New Mexico. Not like that's the easiest run of games to be able to play in. Um, what is your – you can't say your own building. Where's your favorite place to play in the Mountain West? Because there's a lot the, – the thing that I don't think people on the outside really realize is how many great venues there are in that conference. Great, loud, diverse. Sometimes you're going up against the show of Viejas. Sometimes you got to go up to the the spectrum at Utah State. It just – it feels like there's eight or nine buildings um, in that conference where you walk in and it's just an absolute culture. Yeah, I think the toughest place to play at is Utah State. Uh, it's extremely hard to play there. Uh, my favorite place to play at, I would say the pit, but I had a bad game. Um, so I'd say the pit. Uh, that's my favorite place to play at. But, yeah, I didn't have a good game that this year. All right. What is the uh, – what's the next step for you guys? you got three games left here in the regular season. Then you got the Mountain West tournament. Then uh, if everything goes right, you got the NCAA tournament as well. What – what is the key? What has to happen for you guys to be able to at some point cut down a net somewhere, whether that's a regular season title, Mountain West tournament title, maybe a final four, maybe a national title, who knows? What 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 is the next step in your development as a team? Honestly, I think we're doing it right now, being connected. We got a wake up call uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, so, you know, I have somebody who's uh, won some games in March before. I know what it takes. Um, and I think my leadership, I got to continue to lead this team, especially with Keenan uh, being out. Uh, I'm sure he'll be back soon. Um, he's getting treatment every day. Um, so, but while he is out, I know that I got to take my leadership up another level. Um, but I know that right now it's being connected. I know we have the talent. We got the veteran. We got the leadership. We got the coaching staff. And I know we got the opportunity to be able to get it done. So I think we can do it. Just be connected. Uh, well, I'm not a basketball coach, but the one piece of advice I would give you is uh, make your free throws and don't rely on half-court shots to be able to win games. How That's about true. that? That's true. <laughs> Listen, Jared, I appreciate you being here, man. I, I'm glad you were able to jump on. Hell of a shot last night. I hope you relish that moment. That's one that you should remember for a long, long time. Appreciate you being here. No, thank you. I appreciate it.